Profiles in Teaching with Technology is a podcast series created by Music First, a company dedicated to providing world-class cloud-based tools, content, and classroom management platforms to music teachers around the world. Each episode features a K-12 music educator who uses technology to enhance their teaching in innovative ways. We'll discuss the what, why, and how of their technology integration and hopefully share some teaching strategies that you can use in your own classroom. For more information about Music First, please visit www.musicfirst.com. There you'll be able to find out about all of our platforms, as well as sign up for a free 30-day trial. Dr. Joshua Boyd is a director of bands at Noonan High School in Noonan, Georgia. His philosophy of music education is based on the idea of empowering students to make music in their own voice. To do this, the band program offers opportunities such as concert band, jazz band, percussion ensembles, small chamber ensembles, marching band, and more. The Noonan Band program offers many diverse opportunities, including opportunities to create music, direct music, and even compose music. When asked about his greatest accomplishment, Dr. Boyd said this, The greatest accomplishment of my career is my students and parents. On March 26, 2021, a tragedy struck our community. However, on March 27, 2021, my students and band parents worked hard to show our community that music is hope. There is no time to hurt when one delivers hope. There is no greater honor than dedicating my life to make music with students, parents, and people who believe in making a difference. I'm very pleased this week to welcome to the podcast Josh Boyd. Josh, you came so highly recommended by our director of marketing, Rachel LaRue, who's now Rachel Nicastro. She just got married. Yeah, um, and awesome. she interviewed you as a part of your recent honor as being named a semifinalist for the, uh, the Grammy Music Educators Award. So first of all, congrats on that honor. And second, um, thanks for talking to us. It's, it's great to uh, meet you. Wow. Thank you so much. I'm just so excited to be here. Uh, the, the Grammy thing, what an honor. I, I know some friends on that list. And so, you know, I woke up the next day when they published the list and I was like, wow, I'm in good company because these people are awesome. So I'm just going to sort of tag along. And that is just great. And uh, I'm just, just so thankful to be here. I mean, thanks for this wonderful opportunity. I'm excited. My pleasure, Josh. So before we dive into um, your kind of career path, I also Notice that you are a fellow podcaster. So why don't you talk a little bit about um, what you do and, and what's the name of that podcast so that listeners to this podcast might go over and su subscribe to yours as well. You are awesome. Thank you so much for that. So the podcast uh, is called Directing Bands and you can find us at directingband.com, which will point you to, to any platform that you listen to podcasts on, but how it all started. And you'll notice if you ever zone over there to our early episodes, but you know, COVID hit and uh, at least in our state, in the state of Georgia, we were all kind of locked in and professional development wasn't a thing. And so I started calling my friends who are other band directors that are like better than me and asking mm. questions like, Hey, how do you do this? How do you do that? And then before I knew it, some of my friends were like, I want to know that. Why don't you record it and share it with us? So my podcast is really just me talking to other band directors, or in some cases, me just sharing ideas. It is just what I call the 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 average Joe's band directing uh, podcast. So it's not necessarily fancy. It's just full of people going, hey, this is how I do this, and this is how I do that. And we also do free resource Friday, where we try to find something online that's free. 
and tell people where it's at. So if you're a band director out there or just a music teacher, man, come on over and join the conversation. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, you're, you're welcome. So everyone, I'll, I'll put the link in the uh, description of the podcast, but make sure you go to uh, directingband.com and check out Josh. I had the, uh, uh, the pleasure of listening to a few of those episodes. And to me, um, obviously you're on a podcast right now and, and listeners, you're listening to one, but I think it's a really wonderful medium. And when music teachers are helping other music teachers, that to me is a, a really wonderful thing. And, and it's, it's great to hear that, you know, it was kind of a, what the heck are we doing? Uh, and, and that was born out of it. So well done. And I wish you many years of uh, success with that. Hey, thanks. You, you know, like you said, it's just a great medium to kind of get to know people. And, and as I, I got a student teacher uh, that's doing her student teacher with me right now. We were talking the other day and I said, you know, in life you have two choices. You can let things happen to you or you can happen to things. Yeah. And my podcast was like, you know what? They say I can't go anywhere. So I'm going to happen to things and I'm going to use technology to get out there and like meet people and keep learning. And so like podcasts, that was like my connection to it all. So yeah, I love it. Uh, very cool. All right. So, um, in, in, in order for our listeners to kind of get to know your perspective a bit better, why don't you go over your career path, like how you got interested in, in you know, becoming a music teacher. And then, um, you know, you, you have a really cool kind of career arch looking at, um, at your resume. So why don't you tell people your path and, and, how, and how you got to Noonan High School um, where you are now? So absolutely. Uh, it has been a crazy set of twists and turns. I will say that. So uh, I'll give you uh, how I got into music in the first place is uh, my father uh, was actually a, a pastor, a person of faith. And so we moved around a lot as I was growing up. And I, you know, I went through a little bit of depression, went through some hard times and was trying to figure out life and what all teenagers do. Uh, but I got to a very serious moment in my life. And I asked that question that so many people ask, and I, and I always bring this up because it's why I'm so passionate about music today. You know, I said, is, is life, is it worth it? Mm. And I said, you know what, I'm going to go to this new school. We were going to this new high school. And so I'm going to go just one more day and just see how it turns out. Well, as it turns out at this new school, uh, what would be my new high school band director and shout out to Alan Armstrong, who's the band director at Northgate high school in Atlanta, Georgia, Alan saved my life. Mm. I still to this day don't know how Alan knew that I was coming. I was a made great grades. No one would have known. I wasn't a bubble student, as they say. I was just an average Joe kid. But internally, I was I was a wreck. And I showed up. He met me at the door. Uh, he introduced me to band friends. I had someone to sit with my very first day of school. I went into band class and I immediately had a family and a place I belong. And for some people, they get to music through the music itself. I came to music through a sense of belonging. And because of that, it gave me a voice. And that's how I ended up being a music educator, because I want to give more students that same opportunity, that voice that Alan gave me. Um, so that's kind of how I ended up there. Now, as far as, man, I went, uh, went to college, did all that stuff. But I started my first school was at a small rural school that only had 600 students, K through 12. Oh, wow. Okay. And yeah, it was crazy. Like I had to cut my own grass on my, my parking lot. The band boosters like paid the power bill for the band building that was built separately from the school. It's a real interesting situation. Some of the most loving people you'll ever meet. Uh, I was there a year. 
And then from there, I went and taught at a Title I middle school that was 67% free and reduced lunch, 23% special education, 900 students, just sixth through eighth grade. Wow. Um, and then I went to a small private faith-based college, a not-for-profit college, and taught there for three or four years. And now I teach at Noonan High School, which is a large 7A Title I school in Metro Atlanta. And there were a lot of experiences in there. Like I've had a couple groups. I had a percussion group that made uh, WGI percussion finals. Uh, you know, same thing. We had a wins group that made finals and some other things. But I, I say all that to say it's more important than a resume. And I've got some education stuff. But what I see each one of those places is, is an opportunity where I got to meet new people that see music and experience music in completely different ways and and, and like it and want to produce and interact with music differently. And music is a part of the humanities. And mm. what is really cool about that human experience is, is in each one of those places, the human experience was just a little bit different and music and everything about it and culture was so much different. So I get to where I guess I was going with this to say is, you know, I have had a wonderful opportunity to spend my career with just people making music in a variety of ways. And I, I have, I've loved it. If I could go back and live a thousand lifetimes, I'd do it all again. Oh, well, that's very cool. Well, you said a lot of deep stuff there, Josh. Um, and I think that um, one thing that really uh, rang out to me is that in high school, um, same exact thing. I found my family in band, uh, all of my best friends, when I went from eighth grade to ninth grade, went to a local Catholic school and they didn't have a band and I really wanted to be in band. So I, I went to the, the, the local huge high school um, who had a massive marching band program and a really well-known music program. And I, you know, I traded that music program for all my friends basically. And I had a really tough time in my freshman year of high school. Uh, and that band is what made me go to school every day. And I think that a lot of people listening when you said what you were saying, uh, and 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 hopefully my kind of experience as well, they're shaking their heads, going, "That's exact. That's me." Um, you know, music programs for so many um, kids are so important and way more important than you might think they are to those kids. Oh, I agree. You know, band, and I would inc include choir in this. Yeah, as and, well. and, and orchestra, any part of a music program. Exactly. You know, the arts in general. Uh, I, I think it was on that movie, Mr. Holland's Opus, which I love, yeah. you know, and, and he said, you know, without music or without the arts, what are they going to write about? What, what is the meaning of life? How do we explore ourselves? And when you, you, you see students who don't get a chance to belong to that thing and, you know, have a chance to express themselves at that level, you know, it's, it's just a difference to me of what it means to a person when a person has that, because yeah. like, well, like I just said, you know, like, what do they, what do you write about? It's, it's everything. Yeah. Um, I could go on and on about this, but before, um, before we dive into all the questions, just one last thing to frame everybody's perspective. Um, what is your program at Noonan high school? Like, what is your day to day? You know, how many kids, what, what are your, what are your teaching responses? All right. I got to paraphrase this with a question because uh, we've had an interesting time is this pre what happened to my school in March or post what happened to my school in March? Because the answer Let, let's will talk be pre. very let's talk, different. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, you know, there's a, you, we all know that there's BC and AD 
Uh, this is going to be BC as in pre or before COVID and AC after COVID. So definitely, what was your high school program before uh, kind of the end of the world happened? So let me let me go one step further. On March the 26th, my school was hit by an EF4 tornado. Oh, and my March 26th result, of this year? March 26th of this year. So let me let me tell you this, because this will influence everything I say today. Um, on March the 26th, we had just, our school, um, we were coming out, I don't want to say we were coming out of COVID, but our school had gone from virtual to finally, we had gone into a, like an AB cohort format, which right. I yep. love My that we're going to talk thing. about tech because it's awesome. And then we had finally had everyone in the room um, spread out, socially distanced for two weeks. And then we had band practice like any other day. And then on March 26, we locked the doors to the band room. Our winter guard had had a practice that night. They closed the doors to the gym at nine o'clock PM. And a little bit after midnight, an EF4 tornado that was over a mile wide has a dead on collision with Noonan high school. And it starts at the band room of which Oh. Our band program on March 26th lost everything. Building condemned. The front half of Noonan High School campus right now is actually condemned. And we had kids that were doing band out of hotel rooms. Many lost their homes. And uh, we had over 30 kids that lost their instrument and lost everything. Oh, um, God. It, it, it was crazy. I, I, we did not have a single loss of life, which is just Thank amazing you. to me. Right. Uh, but I say all that to say the story of Noonan the story of Noonan High School, though, was it was a great tragedy. I mean, my my house, all of our houses, it was a mile wide and a drug about three miles long. Um, but the story of Noonan High School, what makes it special, is not March 26th. It's March the 27th. Let me tell you what happened after that, because it really, we just got done talking about how music changes lives. And you wonder if band and orchestra and choir, is it all family? Um but two days, about 20, well, let me tell you the power teachers have. So the day after this tornado hits, it's 10 o'clock in the morning, and I'm feeling bad for myself. I'm out in the front yard of my house, and I'm looking up at my house, and I'm feeling bad. But by 10 o'clock, I get my first call from a student. And the student calls me and says, Dr. Boyd, I don't know who else to call. They've already come to my house, and they don't know I'm in here, and you're the only person I trust. And my mama said that if I could just get you on the phone, you would make sure somebody comes and helps us get out. Wow. I received three of those calls, and uh, you know, excuse me, I tear up a little bit about it. because I, I, I would too, man. I'm getting choked up on the I, other side. I'll never forget it because what, what it meant to me, and, and I don't think I'm special. I think every band director, music teacher, orchestra choir, all of us would do the same thing. And that's that we build relationships with students through music. And it meant something to me that that student knew they didn't call the ambulance, which is surprising. They didn't call the police. Right. They called a teacher. And uh, the story of Noonan is what happened after that. We were out with chainsaws. Our band boosters started. We started buying food. You couldn't travel down the streets. You couldn't even get to Noonan High School. It was so bad. So we were putting food on shopping carts and pushing it down to kids' houses and doing what we need to be done by day three. Uh, there was one of our band families that had reached out. So I put out an all call just to see if anybody would come. Uh, we had about 40 or 50 band kids show up to start cleaning out this house. Well, it got done. Well, then the next day we put out the all call, then 70 showed up. And then what was interesting is, is by the time we got to the fourth day, these band kids, we started calling it, this is where music class is going to take place today. And we would go house to house 
and clear houses and, and, and make it where people could get in and get out. And what was so touching is a student who had lost everything. Their parents had lost every single item they owned. Right. We're in a hotel. We'd get them cleared out and they'd be there the next day helping somewhere else. And I'll try to share a picture with you, but I got a picture of our students uh, setting up cots and working in shelters and doing all these things. Uh, and then by the second week when it felt safe, they were getting their instruments out and we couldn't have band, but they were, they were walking the streets, bringing music to people. Uh, and our motto kind of suddenly became, you can't feel hurt if you're out delivering hope. Oh, wow. And uh, I mean, I think that's what music is. So I say all that to say my answer pre-tornado <laughs> is very, very different than answer post-tornado. Right. Um, so I will tell you before the tornado, what was it like to teach at Newton High School? I, I will tell you, I teach the greatest students and the greatest, I have the greatest parents and the coworkers at Noonan. And what it has been like is Noonan is this like this special school where the kind of the, the spirit of it will is let's help people explore. Let's help them figure out who they are and then help them push forward. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about music tech, which is just a, like a byproduct of that. But exactly. the evidence that that was true was after that storm hit and the world shut down. We never went back to school, by the way, in March, which is why music tech was awesome. Because even though we only had two weeks when the tornado hit, it condemned. In fact, today we do band out of a big tent with aluminum sides and a canvas top because oh, there wow. is no room at Noonan High School. Our ninth graders are not on our campus because they won't fit. And two of the grade levels are in trailers. And uh, but, you know, music is alive and well because we were able to we're now able to use technology to kind of help build that bridge. And so. You know, our students kept logging in virtually. We kept making music together. We figured out how to compose music. And I've got some some stuff I can share about that later. But we started doing these composition projects after March. And what my students created to this day has inspired me. And uh, it just motivates me. And it's it's the talk of the town. So I just talked a lot. I just broke a podcast rule. I That's started quite speaking all right. for like I'm, 15 I'm, minutes. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sure like everyone else, I, I was listening, waiting on every word. I mean, they, a lot to cover in what you just said. So first of all, um, I didn't know that your school was destroyed by an EF4 tornado before we got on the podcast. So I'm just as stunned, I'm sure, as our listeners. But, you know, anybody that is saying, wow, I had a really hard year with COVID, I can't imagine the one-two punch that that must have been potentially to the program where, you know, oh, you, you thought a, you thought a pandemic was bad. How about I just blow your school away and, and take 30 instruments with me? I mean, it, it, oh, the resilience, not only of your students, but of you to like get back up and help people clean their houses when, you know, talk about the big picture rather than what's, you know, and what's really important in life. Um, man, that is a story, Josh. I'm, I'm really blown away. Um, wow. It has been a wild ride, but I will tell you it, it has restored my, my faith in humanity. And, uh, you know, you were mentioned the, the Grammy stuff, you know, I sent in some, some information to the, the folks at the Grammy foundation are so kind. Yep. And I said, you know, for me, the only, the, uh, the biggest opportunity of my lifetime is to share the story of what I saw music students do, what band kids did, how they went out and they cleaned yards and they took their gift and spread around town. 
then they started composing music and with all with plans on making people better and sharing it and just getting out and doing that. It has inspired me to be a better person. I am a lot of folks will talk about on, on a podcast, how they, what, I guess what their greatest instruction is or what they did as teachers. But I'm here to tell you everything about me is because of my students. My students have made me a better person. I'm sure that's uh when you go through something like that together, it, it, it builds a, uh, a lifetime bond. They'll always remember you and you'll always remember them. Anyway, well, uh, wow. I'm again, just amazing. So, okay. Um, yeah, that changes the questions to be quite honest. <laughs> I'm about, um, you know, how do you pick up the pieces? So you're rebuilding, you're literally rebuilding your, program at this point i mean you're I, okay so it's probably six months or so later what is what is what did your school day look like today so my school day today is we're on a block schedule um but our ninth graders are on a separate campus so they get bussed in for for first block and okay. our principal is awesome our superintendent because it would have been very very easy to just be like okay we're not gonna have band you're the lot because like we don't fit anywhere the only big classrooms left is the cafeteria where well, you got to have that the media center you know regulations you, you got to have a media center so there's no other place where i go so our county invested like mega money like it's millions of dollars to an entire school year to like bus kids every, and they do it every single period wow um because they didn't just do it for band they did it for all of the arts so anyways our kids our ninth graders get bussed over and we do band in this big tent um it's like a big music revival it's kind of fun awesome. Um, and it sounds all interesting or whatever. Um, but we do band in there, then they go. And then it's kind of weird. Cause like a normal bell rotation takes like 10 minutes because there's one that has to send for our first wave of bus load bus loaders to go to another campus and then the rest move around. Um, but anyways, it's, it's four blocks during the day, just like anything else. Now, what we do within that time has changed a lot. You know, a normal band classroom, you get in, you get your music out, you warm up and you play some music. And um, we are very much more on the the tech side now. Our students, um, if you know the model flip classroom, yep. that's kind of what we do now. Our students preview and learn most things at home before they come into the classroom. And then when we come in the classroom now, we're putting pieces together but that has changed everything because our students have already gone home and they've done the basic building blocks so that when they come to me, what we get to do together is explore. And That's that awesome. has been way more fun. And I will tell you, I'm never going to go back to the old way from here on out. I'm going to keep teaching this exact same way. I have to say this. I think COVID has made good teachers be better teachers. Wow. Some people have given up, but like me, I'm like, no, I am a better teacher today because I've been out in the wilderness. And sometimes Absolutely. when you get through the Absolutely. wilderness, you find out you're a survivor. You're <laughs> not going to give up. So anyways. <laughs> now, do the kids have their own um, Chromebooks or how, oh, yes. how are you facilitating the work in school as, oh, yeah. as well as at home? I mean, you're, are you in the actual Atlanta public school system? No. So we're in the Coweta County school system, which All is right. a South Metro Atlanta area. It's not in like Fulton County, Atlanta, we're just a, we're considered the southernmost metro county. Got it. And, uh, but so our county is awesome. Every kid has a Chromebook, which is totally cool. And, uh, and our county is just, I, I got to hand it to Coweta County. So, you know, 
the tornado came through, like it knocked out the whole power grid. Like they had to go back and put in every power pole and core. They'd put it all back. And it took a while. So what the Coweta County school system did was they got these buses that they built these Wi-Fi boxes in. I know I just said Wi-Fi box. All your listeners like, what's this guy going to talk about with tech? He's calling it a Wi-Fi box. But anyway, <laughs> I get it. We get it. They uh, they drove Wi-Fi out into the communities. And even now in some of the areas that are still like major recovering, like they've got Wi-Fi buses out there. So to make a long story short, like our students uh, on a typical day, if we teach concepts, um, we'll teach a concept in class. I We are a Google school. So mm-hmm. I create these Google videos, which is kind of cool, you know, and I like, uh, hey, this is how you do this. So the students will go home and they'll learn about it. Then they're going to practice it. We use uh, practice first for that. Uh, and I love it because there's different method books in there, foundations for superior performances in there, uh, habits for a successful musician are in there. But our students go, they learn something through some form of media that I create, they practice it, but we go a step further and all of my students have access to a notation software called flat. And so then, then they go in and take what they have learned about, they have done, and then they have to use it to go create something else with it. So in band, let's say I'm talking like my intermediate band, we're talking about how to count 16th notes. So I made a video about it. The kid goes and plays it they practice it they play music with it but then they have to go to create something one of my favorite assignments is is that you're going to go home and you're going to create a piece of music two measures each and four four three four two four and then six eight time and they go and they take that and then they bring it back in class so now we're back in large group and we don't just play concert music now like we take that and so instead of rhythm sheets like a lot of band directors do my kids create the rhythm sheets in my room i gave them the guidelines and so now Everything we do is based on the work that they created, which is totally more fun. Yeah, well, it gives, I mean, how amazing the kids must feel that their work is up there. I'm, you know, however you're projecting it, but they're saying, I wrote that and the whole band's playing it. That is a, uh, a really powerful feeling for kids. And, and I'm sure they're getting better at it. You know, with every try, they're getting more, they're building skills. You're an amazing teacher for allowing, you know, for, for, I guess taking the plunge and really saying I'm going to let the kids do this because um, you know there are a lot of lot of lot of music teachers and I don't mean this in a bad way at all but a lot of music teachers like being in that director um, mentality where they're doing all the directing but to allow the kids to kind of take over a part of that is like you were saying with the flipped classroom and the whole idea of the, the kids being in charge of or having agency over their learning super powerful i'm sure they love it oh let me tell you something too so the storm hit and march 26 so what in the world did we do during april and may you know right so we couldn't like playing concert music was not going to be a thing like it was we didn't even have instruments like it it took forever we still don't have some things like it i mean it's, it's been a work in progress but you know we started off with the students doing two measures and just teaching rhythm and doing rhythm sheets like we just talked about but the kids caught on to that really really quickly and so then we were like okay we need more so then we're like let's teach them how to write a four-part corral so All right uh, you know i won't say this was a science like you know here is the three parts of a chord now take your instrument and write four voices in flat and put the chords in there. Now we talked about leading tones and moving tones, crowd. Now lots of band directors do that, but here is where we did something that not a lot of people do. And it was so cool. And a lot of people don't know that you can do this. 
So they wrote out these four part corrals and the goal was eight measures. The average student did 30 something measures. Yep, absolutely. Come that to find out. Surprise me at all. Uh, well, and come to find out there's this other uh, piece of software called Soundtrap. Yeah. And so we had Soundtrap. And so I found out because I'm like just learning about tech here. And so I found out that if you click a button, that what you put in flat notation software will automatically put itself into this Soundtrap, which is a digital audio workstation, like yep. a DAW, as they call it. Yep. And so then we did this next thing. So we showed the kids how to take what they had created put it into this digital audio workstation. And I'm going to be honest with you. Like I'm going to totally show my errors here. I'm totally learning this like one day ahead of the kids. Like right. I do not come from like a music engineering background. So I had to get better, but we started with showing the kids how to drag in loops under their corrals, which was cool. And Soundtrap has like all these sounds that you don't have to like pay extra money for. They're like there. And then to kind of get to the point faster, because I'm totally excited and could talk about this forever. We then went one step further and we said, okay, now that you know how to do this, we want you to take this and we want you to take your Chromebook and go anywhere you want to go. And the new rule is, is by the end of this week, you have to have three live sounds in it and they can oh, cool. be any live sounds you want. So, and in that moment, and I would tell you that if you're out there listening to this podcast, you want to do something that empowers your students. That is the moment that changed everything because the kids, when they were recording live sounds, it became about who they are. Now we got to remember I had, I was teaching kids who were hurting, right. right? The trauma. We had kids that went out and they had, their song had sounded kind of sad and they put these guitar samples and then, but they went out and they recorded the wind. And you have to think now tornado where this mm -hmm. was going. And then we had kids that recorded, you know, I teach at an urban school and title one school and so we had kids that like one kid called his song street lamp and he went out at night at one o'clock in the morning and recorded the sounds from what it was like under his street lamp and while right. his thing was playing those sounds were there and other people recorded audio one person had a poem that she wrote um about the day she saw her grandma's house blown away and so she had this playing that she had wrote and sampled but the narration that she chose to go was her. And really it was like this healing moment for her. It was therapeutic completely music therapy right there in front of you. So, yeah. And I could keep going about that. I'm sitting here. I keep breaking all the rules of like interviewing where you talk a lot, but like, it was really cool. And I had no idea until about a year ago that you could do all this stuff. And it's, it was, it was awesome. That's fantastic. So a couple more questions about your program, because I'm sure it does your school have a, a marching band at the high school level? It does. We do have a marching band. So did, um, were you able to put a band out on a field this year? So we were and I have to I you know, I got to give a shout out to someone. I didn't know how we were going to do it because we lost all of our uniforms. I mean, we lost every marching instrument. We lost it all. Um, but Yamaha Motor Manufacturing that makes wave runners and golf carts and things right. like that, they're actually based in Noonan, Georgia. And you talk about a whole community of people coming together. The folks at Yamaha call me and were like, hey, we make wave runners. I don't know what we can do. Can we do anything to help you? We love the band. And I was like, well, you have a division somewhere that makes instruments, you know, is, right. you know, next thing you know, 48 hours later, I'm on this conference call with these vice presidents and CEOs and important people from Yamaha and I'm just this average Joe person in Noonan, Georgia. And 
I just got a shout out to Yamaha. We got on the field because Yamaha, um, and they call themselves one Yamaha because there's all these divisions. But I watched that happen, that the folks on the West Coast that do instruments, how are we going to get, okay, they can get instruments. How are they going to get it to us? So the folks that the motor manufacturing go, well, we have all this, this shipping ability. So they shipped them to Yamaha Motors in Noonan. And then there was no way to get them across the streets. So their corporate executives, I'm talking about the folks that drive the nice cars, right. <laughs> load up all these instruments. And we're a 7A school. So we're not talking about one or two. We're talking like 40 instruments here. Right. They put them in their personal vehicles and hand delivered them to my students. Wow. And the look on my kid's face, just to know that, hey, this, and again, I, I, I tear up when I think about this moment because of all the, the stuff that had gone on. But my kids saw this person that, cared about them and absolutely you know, now i have band kids that are like hey i want to work at yamaha one day and i'm like you do that because that's a great place absolutely that that's that's wonderful and I'm, I'm really thrilled to hear you know so many companies stepped up um during during the COVID epidemic but uh yeah to hear that kind of you know firsthand from a from a wave runner seller to like a you know manufacturer saying how can we help and and they fit and they got it done that's awesome so you had you had a marching band out on the field and and you did all your games is your we, season over we right did i mean we put together a, un, a uniform that was like an amazon we did a spy show and so it was like a 15 dollars amazon fedora an athletic printed shirt with some black baseball pants uh march master pretty much donated our flagpoles and dsi made sure we had shoes um, our color guard uses these palms in the stands to do things with the cheerleaders and band shops sent us over, uh, some palms for that. I mean, and then, um, Bonnell aluminum corporation makes aluminum. And so they're like, well, we'll get you, uh, the flagpoles. I should say March master to the flags, like all these companies like just went out and helped out. But I will tell you that some of the most meaningful moments were the high schools in our area that had their kids wrote personal letters. And they will never know what it meant to some of our students to open sure. up that letter and read it from that school. And just, uh, and, and I have to say, band, just the, not just band directors, just the whole music community, people calling me going, hey, we just want you to know we care. And I thought, man, that's, that's what we do here. That's, and you know what? Technology did that. I, I have to say, you know, the world was in a pandemic at this time. Right. And we couldn't have done it without the Zoom, the Google Hang, just, just all the things and all the stuff. Well, I'm I'm so pleased that we played a very very small part in in uh, in keeping the program alive, and it's really wonderful to hear that it sounds like you're you know you're getting back slowly but surely, and with the help of kind uh, strangers and 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 neighbors, uh, you're putting the program back together. That's that's it, a wonderful story. It is. Can I tell you what I think we're fixing to start doing in class? Like we got a concert on Friday, and then where we're headed now because it sure, involves. Yeah. So. What would it be like if students could be critical thinkers? Uh, you know, they're creating all this music now. So Soundtrap, come to find out, because I'm just learning about this cool thing that I've recently discovered, is really good for podcasters. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so my new thing is, is I'm going to have my students create a Google site webpage because we have access to that. But they are going to, in essence, host their own podcast, maybe just to themselves. I mean, they don't have to release it if they don't want to. But they're going to create each week, they're going to create a podcast where they use their Chromebook and they're in Soundtrap and they record themselves reflecting on what they did, what they explored musically. Maybe it's a piece we played or maybe it's something they played at their church on. It doesn't matter to me because this is their moment. 
and trying to, and obviously we're going to do it within some guidelines, but that's our next thing is how can we use them to become music producers, not just of music, but music reflectors as well. And I think Soundtrap is going to be a really cool way of doing that. So that's, that's my next, that's where I'm headed. Yeah, no, it's, it's a really wonderful tool. And when you first open, when you first launch it, you can either select music or podcast and, you know, podcasting, when it first came out, two podcasters talking to each other, right? So you, you, we know, <laughs> but when it first came out back in 2006, um, it was huge. And then it all evaporated. And then Serial came along, the, uh, that amazing crime podcast from uh, NPR, This American Life. And then wham, it's now back in full force. But I've always thought that podcasting was a great way for kids to express, either do any music project that you would normally have done, but in a, in kind of a talking way, um, you know, give an oral report, give talk about, a, a, I used to do podcasts with my seventh graders and they would do this, this week in music history. But, you know, when you think about what's out there, like TikTok and Instagram with these kids making these short digestible videos, why not have them do that with podcasting as well and 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 have them um, do productive things, uh, you know, a little more productive than look at me put on my eye makeup if you know no disrespect to eye makeup uh, <laughs> TikTokers, but you know what I'm saying like you're meeting the kids where they are they're they're hopefully they get into it because I just think it's a wonderful medium. I agree with you. You know, you said it best. I love the way you put that help us to get to where they are. I, I think too. That's one of the things that separates good teachers from teachers who are working towards being good is, uh, you know, there's an old school mindset that teachers, the goal is to get the students to come to them. I disagree with that. I, one of the things I'm excited about trying this out is, is as a teacher, my goal is to try that I move to where they're at because yep. they're going to experience music. They're going to experience the world through their own voice, through their own way. And, you know, I got to be honest with you, TikTok and all that. I don't understand it. But what I do know is that that is where they're at. That is where they interact with everything. Mm -hmm. So if I can use this technology and I can use this tool to not just help them learn something, but to see and experience the world differently and more reflectively, why not take that opportunity? And I'm just excited. I mean, what an opportunity to teach students to not just be consumers, but to be creators of great music. I mean, yeah, that I, I love it. so nicely, Josh, into my my mantra that I've said at my professional development workshops for almost 30 years now. And that is that, that students want to create content in the same medium in which they consume it. Mm -hmm. So like if they're listening, if they're watching stuff on TikTok, they want to make TikTok videos. And that's just obvious because just see how many kids are doing it when they're when YouTube tutorials came out and kids were doing like, you know, unboxing videos of uh, bath bombs or whatever you want. They all <laughs> ran and did that. So if we as music teachers can teach the subject that we love more than anything and, and get kids excited about it through the medium and through which they consume content, I, I think it's a good thing. Some people will argue with me. That's fine. But that, that is definitely where I come from. So, Josh, just real quick, because I, I only have a few more minutes with you, and I wanted to get to the last two questions on my list, uh, and that is the advice one. So what advice would you give to other music teachers? I mean, if anyone can give advice about adversity and music technology, I think it would be you. Look, if I could give any advice to anyone, it's just always remember what we're here to do. Uh, and this is me speaking as a band director, because I think band directors sometimes are the most guilty of this. You know, it's so easy to get wrapped up in winning a trophy, winning an award, being recognized or playing at a prestigious conference. 
but I lived through a day that, a, that my band program that had been here for 80 years and is very well known in our state lost every trophy. It lost every award. It lost every plaque and every picture of it playing at every conference. It lost it all. And it lost it all in about 15 minutes. But what I discovered the next day was that those things that mattered to me and Matt, that I thought mattered to the community actually did not matter. What really mattered were the experiences that people had shared and the things that they had created together. Because the next few days I watched people come together. And as they continued to come together, they didn't talk about what was lost. They shared the story of what it had meant to them. And they, yep. and I realized that what we really do as teachers is we give people an opportunity to express themselves, but to create a story. And I'll simply end that thought with this. If you feel like your students aren't able to make beautiful music, always remember that step one is that a student has to feel beautiful. And the number one role of a teacher is to help a student experience beauty. That maybe that's your relationship with the student. Maybe that's helping them make friends. But always remember that when you want them to create music at its fullest, you have them to experience what it's like to feel fulfilled. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's, that's probably what I would say. And just go for it and be, you know, give it all you have. Try to be as inspiring as you can possibly be. Oh, man, that is, uh, that's incredible. I think that might be the best advice anyone's ever given on this podcast. So that's, that's beautiful, Josh. So last question, it is kind of from the sublime to the ridiculous, but I, I always ask my guests this as a kind of the, the ending uh, thing. And that is, if you could wave a magic wand, what would you have music first or any technology in general be, uh, able to do that it can't do right now? Sure. So, and this is hard. And I'm not just saying this because I'm being interviewed with you. Like, I love music first. Um, and I had used com competitive programs and stuff like this. And I came to music first after I had already experienced several other things. And so I say that saying, I don't know of another place that you can go where you can get a practice tool, a music notation software, a digital audio workstation. And there's so much more. I mean, I, we didn't even talk about what is it musician and there's yeah. all kinds of other things that I'm just scratching the surface of and they all talk to each other. And that's one thing I think that you guys have going at music first really, really well is it, I call it a one-stop shop yep. because my students can log in and they see it. And if you're out there, and I promise I'm getting to the area of improvement, but the one feature that I love most um, is that when my students were learning how to use notation software, if you're a music teacher out here and you don't know about this, this is what you need to know. If you go to use, say, uh, one of the standard ones, there are thousands and thousands of buttons those kids can press. But in flat, I can go in as a teacher and eliminate all the buttons they see and let them start with basic button. Yep. and then add features as they're learning. And that was a game changer. So I'll say this, things to continue to improve on, I, I would start with, and I, you've probably heard other guests say, larger music library, Yep. you know, keep adding titles. Uh, one of the things that I look forward to the day, and there's so many more titles being added all the time, but like um, as they work their way up, my middle school teachers that are I work with love it because a lot of their titles are on there. But as we start adding some more of that, Georgia and Texas grade five, grade six lit. That's going to be awesome. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um, and then I put on here seamless transition for students from flat to practice first. And maybe this exists and I just haven't found it yet. But let's say a student created in flat, they created that corral where a student could then 
take it and uh, send it right. back to practice first. And then I could activate it on my end and go, okay, class, we will now play Demetrius's uh, corral today. Let's go play it. Yeah. I mean, you could do that with the teacher version, but you can't do it with a student right now. Which I, I and I, there's, you know, That's maybe a there's point, a way man. that I can create I'm, a I'm data gonna, file. I'll let them know. It's not flat's problem, by the way. It's, it's, um, it's the way practice first works. We don't allow students to create things in practice first. So it's not Flat's fault. I'll tell you that. Um, awesome. Awesome. Uh, and the last one is, is create and share artist playlists. We kind of do that through YouTube, but just thinking what I love about music first, again, it's that one stop login that I really love. And I wish there was a way that a student could log in and create a, a like one of the assignments we do on YouTube is, is go in and I have this big trumpet YouTube list and they all go in, they drag in their links and we create this master list. It would be really cool though, if it was, they had that same ability somehow uh, to interact and create those lists within flat because then it's all not in flat, but within music first, because then it's all in kind of one system. Yep. And I think the students would actually connect in the platform a little bit that way. And yep. it's kind of fun, but Man, those are so such small potatoes. Like I love music first. <laughs> I know. I, I I appreciate that so much, Josh. I have a smile a mile wide. Uh, it's been a real pleasure talking to you. I am. I don't think any of our listeners are surprised at all that you've made it to the semifinals of the Grammy Music Educator oh, you're of the so Year. Kind. Thank you. That that's uh, man. You are you are a real special teacher, and I know those kids know how lucky they are. And I hope I get to meet you in person sooner rather than later, Josh. Really, thank you for spending time with me. And uh, and I wish you all the best and, and continued success uh, with your kids. Thank, thank you so much. And just uh, thank you for all, all the listeners that ha have listened and made it this far. And let's just, you know, like I said, when we started out, just everyone keep the conversation going and let's all figure, you know, we're all stronger when we work together. Uh, and I think it's conversations like this and then conversations with amongst the music community, you know, just continuing to talk and just remember we're all stronger when we work together. So th th thank you so much. You're welcome. Take care. Thank you for listening to Profiles in Teaching with Technology from Music First. For more information about Music First, please visit www.musicfirst.com. If you would like to stay up to date with other music teachers doing innovative things in their classrooms with technology, Please subscribe to our podcast through whatever outlet you listen to podcasts on. Thanks for listening.